0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Off the Record. I'm your host, Imogen Marshall, and as always, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast and to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All the details are on our website at www.offtherecorduk.com. Now, first, of course, we've got the news. So, another week in the world of country music, and been a bit of a busier week the dixie chicks have announced that they have renamed to become the chicks in response to everything going on in the states right now and also in the uk they've also signed a new management deal and have released their new track march march which is definitely worth a watch it's um it's really empowering and it's just wonderful um incredible track um definitely worth a listen Dallin Shea and Luke Bryan have both moved their tours to 2021. Um, if you head on to the website and if you've got tickets, um, they have all the information there, but most of the tickets are still valid for next year. Kaylee Hammock has announced that her debut album, If It Wasn't For You, will be available in August. Um, she's also released a new track with Reba called Redhead, which is just, oh, it's just everything that you needed. And the record will also feature Ashley McBride and Neil Towns. Lindsay Ells also announced that her sophomore album Heart Theory is out on August the 14th. Her new single Want Me Back is available everywhere now. Again, it's just a wonderful track. In terms of releases for this week, uh, my favourite release for this week is Brett aldridge's Sunday Drive. It's a stunning and lyrical track that Brett um, actually found in the archives when he was working as an intern at Universal Music Publishing. So the track is really rammed with just so much soul and meaning, and it's just absolutely wonderful Castie Pope um who is coming up on the podcast in just a second um has um released her new trick single let me go there's um a single of her forthcoming acoustic record um, it's just absolutely stunning again loved this one another one I loved this week was Eric Church's stick that in your country song it's just everything angsty and anger and it's just a smoke show song if there ever was one Also this week, Tenille Towns released her debut album, The Lemonade Stand. It's absolutely stunning. There's so much in there that everyone um, can fall in love with. Definitely go and check out our review, which was written by Georgie Thorogood on our Off the Record website. And that's been your news for this week. So she's just released a new track this week, but we spoke to Cassidy Pope ahead of that release to talk all about this track um, and what to expect from her forthcoming record. Please welcome Cassidy Pope.
1: Hello. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you doing?
0: Good thanks. Happy single release week.
2: Thank it's, you. Finally gonna be released. It must I'm be so a strange, different time to release the music right now.
1: It's weird, yeah. Like I was th- I was just looking at, you know, the all the virtual press for the next yeah. week. It's bizarre to think about. This is literally the most unique release. I think I'll ever have,
2: you know. You're never going to forget it.
1: I've it's never.
2: Gonna it. <laughs> this is going to be the most fun. Yeah, I guess it's special. How have you been handling quarantine? Have you been able to do like lots of writing and things? Or...
0: I have. I know yeah. some people
2: have been really creative and some people are like, feel
1: yeah. It. Well, the first two weeks, I think I was like that. I was like, mm-hmm. what's happening to the world? I'm so, this is so bizarre. And I felt like mm-hmm. a jolt because, you know, I'm used to this time of year, especially like that time in March, I was supposed to be going on this big yeah. um, tour in in, uh, in Japan and in Australia. And it just, it like, will happen again. It will happen again. <laughs> it will happen again. It's been rescheduled for next year, but yeah. I, it was just a jolt. And I was like, I don't know what to do with myself and so for the first two weeks i was mm. really unmotivated and um i didn't really do any writing and then after yeah. realizing this is gonna be a thing for a while i was like okay i'm gonna try the zoom writing thing and yeah i actually really love it i've gotten some great stuff so yeah
2: I'm I'm like, well something good's come out of it that's great i mean yeah. this this album i feel like it it's even I know stages you kind of build del- a layer deeper kind of there was a massive transition for you and your music but even just the first song that we've heard like that we've got to listen to I'm like this is this project's really going to be pretty special um is have you felt like there's been a huge like these past few years you've really found what you want to say um
1: yeah, yeah. It's been a it's been a quite a journey. Um I think for a while I didn't really realize I was doing this, but I was really chasing a sound and chasing, you know, country radio or chasing like a mass um yeah. approval and then the more I actually like the more that I really um paid attention to what made me feel good, the more yeah. I realized, well, I just need to do what makes me feel good. And then once I did that with stages and yeah. once I did that, it was like, and my fans could tell and I gained mm. more fans and my career just sort of took this really cool turn. And I felt like I had a little bit more of a, I don't know, respect from people for just doing yeah. what I want. It just was I think people
2: that, connect to that authenticity as well. Like people...
1: Yeah. I think
2: there's been a movement back in the past few years and some of the stuff where... I don't know whether it's a reaction to social media and stuff but I feel like people are kind of now like the most authentic things and things people like latch on to a bit more
1: yeah, I think there's just so much fluff going on in the world, mm-hmm. that that's, yeah. like, you can really sift through and be, like, a, yeah. a real shit, and that's not, so what makes me feel good, and it's usually what makes people really feel something, so mm-hmm. um, that's kind of, that's what I want to do, accomplish with this record, is um, I know it's a weird time, and I know that um, we're all going through, like, this, this crazy self-discovery journey, a lot of us yeah. are, and I feel like this record is like that it's it's basically talking about a lot of my Mm. journeys of self-discovery and seeing where I am and not liking it and wanting to be somewhere better and deciding to make those changes So it's kind of a reflective record
2: yeah and do you think the fact that obviously it's going to be an acoustic record do you think that's good that kind of reflects it more because it means that you can kind of there's nowhere that almost in a way there's nowhere to hide because it's all about the songwriting. It's all about the lyrics, it's all about your yeah. voice then.
1: Yeah. It's I almost more scary. Like it is more scary. I'm definitely more exposed and my voice is, is more upfront than ever. And, um, my lyrics are more upfront than ever. And I think that that's, but I think that like, it's sort of reflecting where we are and in, in the current situation and yeah. it's sort of like stripping away all the, the, the stuff that usually is so distracting, like yeah. being able to go out and being, and just making, keeping yourself busy to, to distract from how you're really feeling. Yeah. And that's sort of what I wanted the record to like, to, um, reflect is like, we are in a place where there's really nothing to do, but to look inward and, yeah. and to work on ourselves. And, um, that's why I felt like acoustic would be mm-hmm. more of you know where the songs could live and that's how they all were written so i thought yeah. it'd be nice to bring them back to where they kind of started and um yeah, yeah it's it's kind of crazy i never thought i'd release it but, but
2: but i think there's something so special about it and actually yeah you're right that in terms of the it's the right time to do this and if not now when um and yeah. obviously the first single is going to be let me go um and i know seen looking through the track listing, there's a whole host of you guys, you've written with so many different people on the record. In terms, I feel like there must be certain people that you gravitate towards the certain different songs. And I know this one was with Kevin Rudolph and yeah. Tina. Pearl. Uh, yeah. Um Yeah. Was, was that sort of like, uh, talk me through the writing room, I guess, that day.
1: Gosh, that was a hard day. I was going through... Um... I had gotten some not so good news about my current my situation with the record label at the time.
2: Yeah,
1: um, I felt like I was so um, misunderstood. And and mm. um, and I just also felt like I was in a place in my life where I just felt yeah. kind of trapped and like I don't know where to go from here. And um and I and after bringing that idea to to Tina and Kevin, you know, we realized, well, this isn't just about, you know, a profession. This is about mm. anybody who's going through a situation with a, a family member or a loved one or significant other, um, where they just feel like they're at, like that they're at a crossroads. And yeah. um, it's, hard to, it's hard to call it and say, okay, we got to move on because it's, it's sometimes it just, it's more comfortable to sit in something yeah. that's not great. Um, but that's kind of what the song's about is like really realizing, okay, I would be better off without this situation and mm. it's going to be really hard. And why can't you understand this and, and, um, agree that we should like let each other go
2: basically. Yeah. That's interesting that it's about like the, the root of it is the label. Cause obviously when you're listening to it, it's so relatable to so many different situations
1: that actually... Yeah. Almost would well, never have
2: guessed that.
1: Like, no, and, and I didn't really, you know, I, I didn't really try to write it to be broad, to be able mm-hmm. to be in relationships. It was just, it's music and my career and the, the business side. It's all personal to me because this is like, yeah. this is my livelihood. This is yeah. my... So like when things don't go well or there's a team problem, um, it affects me in my heart. It's not just yeah. like a transaction that goes bad. It's like affects my whole being. So whenever I do write songs about, you know, the business side and how it affects me, it usually it's comes out all a bit. like it. <laughs>
2: yeah. And actually I feel like almost if you don't feel that way, there's something you've come very far from where you started music and what it should be about almost that you know you fell in love with music for a reason and actually becomes that it's a business transaction
1: yeah and so far from where you
2: started
1: yeah exactly and i think you know that the reason why i haven't really had that situation Mm -hmm. happen and since i left the label was because I have a team around me that really um, that I, I trust so much, and they mm. will, you know, they'll take care of that side of things for me, and they'll, yeah. you know, handle all that stuff, and I won't have to really be subjected to the not so fun side of the business. So it's been nice. I've had a break from all of that for a while. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and obviously the other track you're racing um, is Built This House, which is completely different, but with Kelly Archer and um, Floris for, florist florist clan Whitehead <laughs> um, I, mean, I guess yeah going back to this sort of thing if there's certain people you kind of take different ideas and different songs they're kind of I guess you sort of have titles and things that you'll then think I'll take that to X person take that to Kelly I'll take this one to Tina
1: yeah, yeah that's I went into that session um, being like I had just bought a house with my boyfriend and yeah. I was like I feel like this is so symbolic, like just even just coming from the house that I got by myself when I became Mm. small and I was like, ah, this is like the house that built me kind of. And then I started, so when I got into this house, I was like, actually, this is like the product of all of the things I've gone through the last few years. you know, personally, professionally, everything. And it just became so symbolic of like, well, you know, my, my life is a house that I'm building. It's, you know, Mm. always renovated. It's always whatever, but like the foundation feels so strong and feels so solid. And I, I built that within myself. So no matter if like windows blow out sometimes or tree falls or something, no matter what, it's still going to be there and it's going to be solid and I'm going to be okay.
2: It's amazing um, the analogies you can get out of a house, like yeah. (laughs) There's so many country songs about houses, but actually, all all of them work and on very different levels.
1: I know it's so true, and I I just I just think that like you know a house is a home most of the time, so you just want something that makes you feel solid or makes you feel like um, like. You're safe. A you, peace, yeah. And you think of your home that you built, or that you, you know, symbolically built. So I just, um, that was a really fun session, and we just like were able to use all the terminology of the houses and building it and stuff. And just how go I to put down the old one and yeah, um, this new one to to really focus on what I wanted my life to look like
2: yeah and obviously so the rest of the album will be out in august um are there any particular other songs that you're particularly excited to get out and kind of also what do you want people to take away from the project as a whole
1: i want people to listen to it and not that people aren't giving themselves permission already to feel but i hope that if they're they're not really letting themselves feel um through this interesting time i hope these songs kind of help aid the emotional journey and, and yeah. you know, i think it's really important for all of us to just acknowledge that this has been hard and everything that's happening is hard um in the world and and it can be it can really bring you down and make you feel like wow this is not a good this is not a good place yeah. to be um and and I just think it's okay to feel those things. So like there's some songs on the record that will help people hopefully feel and cry and get it yeah. out. And then there's songs. And that's that okay I-
2: as well, because I feel like people do need to give themselves permission mission to that because people, you know, at the beginning were saying, oh, my problem isn't as bad as someone else's. And actually everything right. people going through yeah. is their own thing.
1: Exactly. The more that you neglect your own problems, even though it's next to somebody who's homeless, yeah, mm. your problems don't look that bad. But there's, it's still pain, and it's yeah. still not fun to go through. So, like to neglect your own, um, you know, pain, you're you're really yeah. like you're not expanding your your um, ability to empathize with other people. No. that's really important but but like there's songs that make i think will make people emotional but then there's songs that are that hopefully will like put them back together and make them feel good feel like rise and shine Um, the reason i named the album after the title track rise and shine is because it's a song about um it's i'm really excited for people to hear this one because it's a song about you know coming out the other side stronger Mm -hmm. from like a really difficult period in your life and um you know you can you have two options you can let it defeat you whatever you're going through let it defeat you and let it um just consume you for however long or you can you know sit in the muck for a minute and then get out of it and make something of it and so that's sort of what um the we all
2: need that record that message right now like if there's a (laughs) message that people need right now it's that yeah 100%. it's
1: been crazy and so yeah that's my hope and I hope that people um you know people that are still not working or still gosh, twiddling their thumbs like I don't yeah. know what to do I hope this keeps them company and um and yeah it's it's a stripped back project so it's,
2: it's gonna be it's exciting it's and I guess also this is the first time that you've co-produced and co-written every song on the record so that must be again like an, a we're talking about not being anywhere to hide behind and it does is it kind of a bit more scary a little bit because it feels so much more personal
1: it is I mean it's scary because um you know I feel like anytime I release anything I'm scared I haven't yeah I mean yeah I'm a little like moody my boyfriend probably like what's wrong with her but I, you know, it's like important to me. So I want people to enjoy these things and I want people to see what I'm trying to do. But yeah. co-producing was, I feel like I had always done what I did in the mm-hmm. studio. I'm the producer, Todd Lombardo, who played the guitars as well. He's amazing. Um, and I felt like, yeah, I, I, I had basically done what I did this past time, but I think since there were so many less cooks in the kitchen, it was just yeah. he and then the mixer, it was like, okay, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not um, putting anyone out by having myself as a yeah. this. So it was really fun. And um, he and I uh, had a lot of fun, like exploring the different sounds that we could do. Yeah. And I wanted to go a little bit more emo rock, like old, like dashboard confession. Getting
2: back sound. to your roots a little bit. Get
1: back to my roots and, you know, with like country songs, basically. So, mm-hmm he really got it and it was really fun to collaborate on like this kind of unique open tuning kind of sound
2: you definitely need those people who kind of just know they can they can enable you to create the music you want and know what you're talking about but also kind of help give some advice. That's like perfect partnership, I guess.
1: Yeah, totally. And I trust him and his, he, he has great taste. He's, he, he's been on some great projects like golden hour and he mm-hmm. knows what he's just, doing. Just
2: a little project. That's <laughs> just a little
1: Grammy award winning project. So <laughs> I was like super excited to get to work with him and his studios right around the corner and, you know, all the same time trying to stay safe with like, this pandemic and getting in the studio yeah oh
2: my gosh so you've been in the studio doing with all the that must have been a different process like with all the face masks and kind of different avenues in the studio
1: I mean usually there's like an engineer and there might be you know somebody else from from the studio to help in case there's anything wrong it was just he and I um I had my uh the guy that, like, a guy, Chance, who does a lot of videography for me, a lot of my visuals, um, he came and he was wearing a mask too and sort of set up cameras and, like, stayed out of the way. Um, but it was bizarre. It was, like, yeah. not a
2: normal um, You're never going to forget this project from start to finish. You know? It would just be um, nothing no. you'll never forget.
1: It, it, I mean, I, like, I'm so glad we documented it because it was just so bizarre. I was like, what? And then we had a storm here, um, the de- first day we did the vocals um, for the project, because Todd did the guitars remotely from his studio, yeah. send them to me. So we were doing the vocals, and um, it was really bizarre. There was a huge, like, almost hurricane that came through Nashville. It was no warning, no one knew about it. Oh I was singing the vocals for a song called Counting on the Weather, and I'm looking outside.
2: You could write
1: outside, this. Uh, and it's just mayhem. There's like horizontal rain. It's crazy. Um, the lights start flickering. We're like, oh my God, we're gonna lose all the vocals that we just we, like quick save it. Um, he backed him up on his hard drive. And then the next day we came in and there was no power, but like the somehow, some it was like the backup generator were making every, all of the, you know, the computer and the microphones yeah. and everything puts outputs work, but there was no light. So like, don't chance came who was taking the video and he's like oh i gotta bring in my light for this it was just a bizarre situation it was so bizarre and it was just hot just keep throwing stuff
2: at you like someone's just like you know what would be really fun if we add this little like storm into the mix and this will just make yeah, it a I- bit more interesting <laughs>
1: Yeah, let's just yeah. It's not not bad
2: enough. There's a pandemic where we got to yeah. really create a... Just, just add a few I more things more. in there. <laughs> no, oh my no. gosh! Well, it will be worth it when it's released. Um, I think so. And I think it's just exciting. Just I feel like it's just going to show a whole new side to your music. Um, I'm just really excited yeah. for it to come out. So I just always just end my final few shorter ones. So would you rather go up to songwriting or performing?
1: Oh, <laughs> would I rather give up? Yeah. Um, I guess I'd rather give up songwriting. I, I mean, that, I, that's so yeah. About, But I love performing. It's one of my favorites. Yeah.
2: And half the time it's the, the output, you, you know, you, you can't get that anywhere else. Exactly. Yeah. What's your favorite song you've ever written?
1: Ooh, um, favorite song I've ever written. Oh, that's so hard.
2: You're taking so much pain right now. It's like, oh, God.
1: I mean, I think, honestly, it's something that I wrote recently that's not been released. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's kind of like an anthemic, like, it's called Thrive. And it's about um, how you get through. You, I didn't just survive you. I'm mm-hmm. now I'm thriving. Um, yeah. So it's like, like a that. very, like, sassy, kind of fun, um, yeah, anthemic sound.
2: Love that. What record, book, and thing would you bring to a desert island?
1: What record would I bring? Um, yeah. Probably, probably, oh, that's, oh, um, Hotel Paper by Michelle Branch. Oh, it's one of my favourites. I love her stuff. The songwriting is so good.
2: If there was a biopic about your life, what would be the opening track?
1: Oh. Um, uh oh that's so hard um i i think maybe i mean i hate to say michelle branch again but that song I just keep, keep it keep with same i'll just <laughs> stay here when comfortable yeah breathe <laughs> is a really that's i think that would be a good one there's enough same. like tension to yeah ways perfect but it then there's a big release in the chorus so it's kind of like redemption it's a good
2: opener a good opener
1: mm-hmm. yeah
2: what's your favorite thing to do in the UK oh
1: I just love it there um oh high tea I know that's so good
2: oh.
1: oh man getting to, there's a reason out why out.
2: everyone likes doing it because it's good
1: <laughs> it's so good and, so, and it doesn't have to be fancy it's just nope. those there's Sandwiches and the little scones and the and the um, clotted cream with the jam and the oh, it's so good
2: No, like, oh, just want one of those um, and finally just complete the sentence. So music is Therapy Country music is
1: Relatable
2: And Cassidy Coke is Driven <laughs> oh, I love that thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me and I can't wait for these songs to start coming out I feel like yeah it's yeah. definitely the right time for them
1: thank you I
2: appreciate your time no and have a great great rest of your week you too thanks to Stephanie bye, bye. bye.
0: So thank you so much to Cassidy for taking the time to chat with us. And that will do for another episode of Off the Record. Make sure to tune in next week when we've got the lovely Claire Dunn on the podcast. Have a great week. Bye, (music) y'all.